become misfortune. <laughs> I'm watching you. Hey guys, welcome to episode 30 of Macabre Misfortunes. Hey guys. All right, Tracy, we have back-to-back stories that actually have a, you know, a curse or a haunting involved, so there's that. That's the only way to roll. (laughs) So we've covered a haunted zoo on the show before, or at least uh, a couple of different zoos, even if it's just a snippet. There's all kinds of stuff going on at the Philadelphia Zoo. We've covered that. The ghost lion at the Cincinnati Zoo. It's Mm -hmm. actually a lioness. Lioness. Today, though, we will discuss the Houston Zoo. Now, the current location is at the Herman Park, and it's been there since 1922. They had outgrown their prior location when they decided to add some more animals and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, so they had to switch to that location. Once they moved into the new location, they added a new employee, a gentleman by the name of Hans Nagel. Now, not much is known about Hans, but it is believed that he was born in Germany in 1892. His dad was a military officer, and uh, his father made the choice for him to send his young son, Hans, to officer training school at a very young age. Now, this wasn't the perfect life for Hans. He didn't see his military, you know, in his future at all. Right. So, well, and on, on top of that, he didn't even get a chance to be a kid. Right. Kind of just threw him right in there. So, but he didn't like the idea of doing that. So, he ended up going AWOL by, get this, jumping off of a ship. Wow. Had to be an <laughs> awful good swimmer. <laughs> well, he had no clue that his rescue from the ocean would not only save his life, but give him a new career opportunity. Through this chance relationship, he learned the trade of animal training. He eventually finds his way to the United States, more specifically Texas. Through his new trade, he was able to land a job with the Houston Zoo. Hans was definitely a showman. He was basically Siegfried and Roy before there was ever Vegas lights or any of that stuff. So what happened? Did he not ever... See his dad ever again, or I wonder? I don't have any of that information, but I'm guessing no. Okay. So anyway, he was a master of training lions. In fact, he was constantly featured in newsreels and newspapers and magazines all around the country. So when you went to the movie theater to see a movie, they would a lot of times play what was going on in the news Mm -hmm. and stuff back then, because there wasn't TV in the 1920s. they would show clips and stuff of him as like entertainment before the movie started. Okay. He literally was a star and he brought thousands of people to the Houston Zoo and helped them grow. He was very essential in their growth early on. Eventually, he would make his way to not only head trainer, but the director of the entire zoo. Whoa. Moving on up. And he took this job very seriously. How seriously, you ask? He was his own security guard. 
He did security for the zoo. He would patrol the grounds after hours with his 9mm Luger pistol. Not only after hours, during hours. Oh, he had his pistol on him? Yeah, but mm-hmm. he would also search the grounds and do patrols even during the day. Okay. That was just part of what he did. He not only patrolled the zoo from possible intruders, but the occasional animal that might have went on a rampage. The city of Houston once awarded him with a gold medal for shooting and killing a Bengal tiger that was attacking one of the zoo officials. The city also awarded Hans a commission as a special police for the zoo. But, as in many cases like this, power can sometimes go to people's head. Of course it does. The commissions, as a special police for the zoo, was pulled by the mayor, Walter Monteith, in 1929. This was recommended because the city park commissioner oversaw some issues that suggested that Hans Nagel was abusing his authority. So Hans decided, well, I don't really need a authority to keep protecting the zoo. I'll just keep doing it anyway. So he just kept doing it. That obsession would eventually lead to his death. So let's fast forward 13 years to a Monday afternoon of November 1941. A police officer was on patrol near the zoo. The officer noticed that Hans was hiding in some bushes. He didn't know he was Hans at the time. He just saw a guy hiding in the bushes. bushes. Mm -hmm. Hans was actually spying on a car of teenagers. So, the cop actually went to the car and he asked the teenagers if they knew that they were being watched, which they responded they had no clue. Mm-hmm. Then the officer approached Hans and he tried to place him under arrest. His plan was really just to handcuff him and bring him to the station and discuss the matter uh, and try to find out what was going on. But Hans supposedly resisted arrest and as he was being handcuffed, the officer claims that Hans went for his Luger that he was famous for carrying And before he could reach for the gun, the officer shot him six times, killing Hans Nagel. Okay, why did you have to do it six times? I don't know. The officer would later be acquitted on the grounds of self-defense. With that being said, the six bullets may have stopped Hans' body, but he may not have actually been stopped Mm spirit-wise. Oh, I'm sure not. Many think that he kept a watchful eye over the zoo, even today. There have been many different unexplained events in the Denton A. Cooley Animal Hospital. The most activity, though, is at the commissary building. Now, if you're unfamiliar with a commissary building, this is the uh, building where the zoo keeps all of its food and prepares everything for the animals at a later time. Most of the staff arrives for work at the commissary between 5 and 6 a.m., and they've reportedly heard voices, and they've seen shadow figures of a man walking around. The ghost stories are so plentiful that they're even covered on the zoo's official blog. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. On the staff at the zoo, they had some amateur paranormal investigators, and they've taken turns spending the night at the commissary, hoping to come up with some kind of uh, Mm -hmm. sighting or something to tell them that something might be there. And I have been able to capture some images, and they've caught some EVPs. The question is, though, why would Hans haunt the commissary? That building wasn't even there during his time at the zoo. 
As a matter of fact, it was just built afterwards. The staff, though, they think they figured out the answer to this question. Hans Nagel was shot 300 feet from the outer belt road. And he was on a gravel road at the time that uh, was leading from west to east. So they look at this on some old maps of the zoo, and the spot where Hans was shot is exactly where the commissary is oh, today. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I thought maybe he just wanted to pick, be in that particular spot so he could get the animal's food ready. You know what I'm saying? Like he right. probably used to do and didn't realize that. I still don't understand why that guy shot him six times for real, though. That's a little overkill. Excuse the pun, but. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, police officers are taught to use lethal force in a situation. I don't know in this situation mm-hmm. why six shots had to be done. Mm-hmm. I don't know where all six shots hit. You might have been one of them, you know. Might have hit him in the leg. He might have had one in the arm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would think the police officer was at pretty close range because he was trying to handcuff him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. So he was right there. I don't know why it would have been six times. I will say, though, that a lot of times, like I said, police officers have to look from the standpoint that if I shoot one time and I don't kill him, he can still get reach his gun. So, well, no, that's very true. That's, that's why they use, that's why they use lethal force to uh-huh. begin with, but I don't necessarily know. So, yeah, they're taught if you're going to shoot, shoot to kill. Yeah, well, that that's true. But just, you know, it's sad that that worked out that way. But I think it's cool that that guy's still there watching over his animals. And, you know, that was his whole entire life. Yeah. I mean, but you think about where it started. He basically jumped ship. Yeah. And the guy that just happened to find him and pull him up was somebody who taught him a, a trade that he was able to use the rest of his life. I know. That's something, isn't it? All right. So today's fact of the day it involves Houston, but it's not a scary fact. I just thought it was, thought it was pretty interesting, so mm-hmm. I don't cover it. In Houston, Castaway Travel specializes in setting up completely clothing optional getaways, including nude flights on naked air. Naked air? That's an airline. Oh, that's the name of the aircraft. Oh. Ew. I don't know how I feel about that. They also include uh, nude cruises. So, well, as long as they got some stuff to disinfect a bunch of stuff, I guess we're good to go. <laughs> Let it all hang out. I mean, I understand some people just like to be naked because it's mm-hmm. a, more of a feel free. I just don't get wanting to go on cruises and stuff like that naked. I can understand even going to a nude beach or something. But you know, when we were in Key West, there was a beach there. It was a <clears throat> I'm sorry, not a beach. It was a, a nightclub that was on the second, and up on the second floor was completely clothing optional. No kidding. At a nightclub. So, I don't know. I mean, there's obviously a need for it. I'm so glad we did not go there. Me too. Well, I mean, we would have kept our clothes on. No, you just want to go look? Well, I mean, maybe. As I found <laughs> as I found with a lot of these pictures I've seen from nude beaches, there's really nothing to look at. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the people that have the desire to go around nude aren't exactly your model material, men or women. So. Oh, oh, well. I wouldn't want to traumatize anybody with us going naked. I'm just or should I just say me at least anyway. Well, nobody wants to see me naked either. <laughs> but if you do, five oh two eight I'm just <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up this one. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.